0: Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern.
1: Keith Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success.
0: Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a southern spitfire and a millennial mogul can.
1: Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation.
0: This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks.
2: Man, I just want to slap somebody today. I don't know why. Oh, wow. I do know why.
3: That's, so, know why. that's so nice. Social media,
2: man. You're so Social nice. Social media. People, just they just want to drive you crazy, but I'm happy
3: I'll, I'll slap them happy. Yeah. I don't have a problem slap with that. Slap some suits into them?
2: I, this is a room full of people, so don't worry about it. I'm not going to slap anybody. We finally Everybody's have
3: good. producer Kristen back.
2: Yeah,
3: Gra- back. I, I know our listeners are great too. Producer Zach here, as always. Uh, he, yeah. he hasn't gone anywhere, and <laughs> yeah. Kristen's the only one that left us for a long time. And yeah, we've both been going through our baby blues. You know, Thank I used to think
2: back. that Kristen was radiating, just glowing because she was pregnant, but she just does that naturally. I'm just beautiful. Look at her. <laughs> Look at her. Yeah. I love it. What is it? I'm glad to have you back, and of course, Zach. Zach hadn't gone anywhere. That's right. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> I
1: think I've been on every episode of Second Shot. I think I've missed I, a single I think, one.
2: I think you've been here, regular alma mater. I don't think you. I don't. We can't even say that. Heath and I can't even right, say that.
3: Yeah. Kristen, can you can you put into words the amount of change that happens when what? you have a baby? I mean, you can probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah.
0: It's everything. Everything changes. Your life has to adapt, and you just have to move swiftly to adapt with it. That's, yep. Yeah. Well, I can
2: tell you one thing that happened. Heath had to go blow off some steam, and so he came to Fort Worth the other night.
3: I did. It was oh, nice. Really? Yeah. And
2: found a dude by the name of Chad, <laughs> me, and we... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, we got had a out good of time. control, Tonight. son. We
3: had a good time. We, we got went out, out of control. Had some good steak at Capitol Grill in Fort mm-hmm. Worth. And nice. Went kind of a little bar hopping, had had we a did. good time. Yeah,
0: have you been out of the house? I mean, like, obviously you're out for work, but have you been out beyond? No,
3: no not at all. No. no. Yeah. Not so that was it. Jenny was very happy for me. She was like, I'm glad you're getting out to go. Because it was like, if I did have a second, like I love just laying there in peace and quiet. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm glad you're getting out to go g- get out and, and kind of just do something. Yeah. All I,
2: this all this week I've been receiving pictures on social media from strangers saying,
3: was this you guys? <laughs> we didn't realize who we were with. That's <laughs> funny. And people
2: taking pictures with us in in the crowd. So yeah, it was a good night. Good night.
3: What's going on in the world? Well, This one I figured would be a a perfect headline. Just for everybody who's new to to the the show is um, what we do is we take headlines. So we don't necessarily get into the meat of the headline as much as we want to. We get headlines that kind of relate to us about our business or personal life. And what we do is try to come up with ways to help you in your business and or personal life um, along the way with some of it. And so one of the biggest headlines that kind of comes out is the um, British Open twenty. Seventeen. Jordan Speeth comes huge, comes up huge just at the right time yep. to win the British Open. And for those of you living under a rock and have no idea who Jordan Spieth is and <laughs> or things is that he's a professional golfer from Dallas, Texas here. Look, he was had a three-stroke lead going into the last day and then right off the first four holes he blows the uh, lead and was just playing kind of rough all day long. And he was getting beat. It comes down to about five holes left or so, and he has literally one of the worst golf holes in, known in golf in oh, general. Man. It was extremely horrible; like they couldn't almost find his ball. He had to. He it, had no shot. He had no shot. It was it was yeah. extremely bad. Like it was one of those that when things go from bad to worse, it happens. And obviously, everybody knows in golf that the mental aspect of it is what's so huge. And then he kind of gets haunted again because he blew the lead several years back in the Masters, and they all say that that's never you know left him but however he's been known to overcome the bad things as well and what he ended up doing was with four holes left he would have to do what has never been done in golf and he ended up doing it to win the british open and everybody in golf will tell you that the last day of the british open go will go down in history is one of the best golf rounds to ever watch ever and he back and did it so um, i know you probably watched a little bit of that as mm-hmm. well chad but what do you take from that headline
2: Well, he did the impossible. He did the impossible. I've seen a couple of golfers who have done a few things. It was almost like it was their destiny moment in order to win that. Uh, I I look at people, and I... In my own life, and I, I've been against insurmountable odds where all of a sudden you think, hey, everything looks really, really good, and then all of a sudden the wheels come off. That—that That is what happens in life, unfortunately. Those are the unexpected surprises. What do you do with those things? Because, I mean, in Spieth's case, they didn't even know what to do next. Yeah, because you know? it was so uncommon. It, it wasn't it wasn't about the next holes that he went off and pulled them miraculously, but he found himself in a situation where they didn't even know what to do next. What do you do when you get in that situation and you don't know the next step. You're, you're trying to decide because it looks like no matter where you go from there, it only it can end in failure. And I, I was talking to somebody last night, as a matter of fact, who's in a similar situation. And, and I was helping them navigate through it. And here's what I said. I said, okay, you can stay where you are and nothing happens. Or you can make a move and even though what happens next may even affect you negatively, you still gotta move. You can't stay where you are. You gotta keep moving because you might hit a few more bumps along the way, but you gotta get over that. And look what happened with him he made a decision, he hit his next shot, went on to the next holes, and he made up for the negativity with the next things that he did
0: it is quintessentially failing your way to success it's
2: failing your way to success. No, it is
3: absolutely plug for the ignorance on fire my book but but how many Um, people how many people have these circumstances oh but you don't know my circumstances i
2: don't it doesn't matter you know what what i love more
3: about that kind of stuff is that's what i looked at more than anything because we talk a lot about moving and we've talked you know making your moves and your choices but you know what i hope we're anything i love it when people think that they're the only one that bad things happen to You know, (laughs) look at him. Everything was going wrong for him. Everything that says you will fail and you will blow another massive lead, it was piling up to sky high. And he said, nope, whenever you have those times that you think you're one of the ones that always happens bad to you, it doesn't. I mean, Spieth was a a living proof of seeing on that golf course that that's his livelihood. And if he blows that – you, there have been golfers that have blown something like that, yep. that never rebounded, lost their contracts, and never played again. And that was extremely, personally, yep. a bad thing for them. So, looking at it, it happens to everybody. Some make a choice yeah. to go, I'm going to just have to backtrack this shot some. And kind of go back and take it over, and take my licks when I can. But I'm gonna keep moving forward. Well,
2: first of all, he knew. Okay, let's, let's. I don't know what was going on in his head, but let's look at it like this. He knew that that was not the last golf tournament, or even the last go- golf hole in that tournament that he would ever play. Yep. So, so he was able to look, and, and that's where people get. I think they get stuck. They say, "This is it. I can't rebound from this. This is this. This just ended my life. This catharsis, yep. this crisis, whatever. I out. Uh, that's it. My life is over. Yep. You see, your teenager say, "My life's over." Well, obviously, it's not over. You have to be able to see the next hole, the next game, the next challenge, the next business, the next opportunity. Uh, and When you can focus on those things, you know, I, I tell this funny story about this guy. I was fishing one time, and this guy, he put on those, the big inner tube thing around his waist, and he was up on top of the hill walking down towards the lake, and he was in a real big hurry. And he was so focused on, on where he was looking right when he took that first step. He, he was kind of hindered with that big inner tube thing that he started running down the hill. He (laughs) lost sight of where he was going. He didn't look at that there was a big hill in front of him. So he's running down towards the lake, and he hits the water, and he flips upside down, and now there's these two rubber legs just (laughs) bouncing up in the air, and he can't get himself out of this thing. We went over, and we had to help him up and all this. And I look at that, and I'm like, here's a guy who, who in in the course of going and doing something that he thought was going to be fun, you know, it it, I mean, you, you look at down. it and say, well, it's just a golf game. Okay, but then now your life's turned upside down yeah. because you didn't look far enough in front of you to see that there's a path you need to take that will get you to a point of, of success and, and all of those things.
3: And it's all about those seeing those things. I guarantee you, in his mind, whenever you have those times that happen, you have to find things that are challenging you. Yeah. The best way to stay positive, the best way to stay motivated is to find things that challenge you. If you go home every night and all you do is watch Netflix all night long and sell your cow cheap bond bonds and and have pity parties about yourself, okay? Uh, pity party, I said that like pitty a pity party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yourself, me. That's all what's going to happen. But you know what? If you focus on trying to do things to challenge and grow you, when you are growing, learning, and challenging, you will feel better. That's why I learned to be a pilot. I was bored in my life. I realized that outside of work and my wife, I had nothing else holding on to at that moment, and I was getting bored, and, and it was mm-hmm. spilling over to being bored in my other arenas. Yeah. And that's when I decided to become a pilot. And when I did, I started growing and learning in all areas because something about it sparked my mind with it. So I challenge you to, if you're in the rut, look beyond that one golf hole. So look beyond where you're at and ch- say, what what can I do to challenge myself to learn? Yeah. Whether it's picking up knitting, whether it's you've always wanted to play a piano, play a guitar, do something to challenge yourself, yeah. it'll get you out of the funk.
2: Hey, and look at Spieth. Worst case scenario, he comes in second in the British Open. How many people can say that?
3: Oh yeah, well, he, so, ca- so in the he big came in first. And how many millions did he win?
2: Exactly. So it's look at the big picture. All right, we got to take a break. There's so many things we could say about the legendary, soon to be legendary Jordan Spieth. He's a good dude. All right, hang on. Second segment, second shot. Be right back.
1: He likes cowboy hats and boots. And he's a suit and tie kind of guy. Chad Prather and Heath Oaks host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN.
2: Hey everybody, it's Chad here. And if you know anything about me, you know that I read a lot of books, at least three to four a week. And there's one that I've read several times. It's by my buddy, Heath Oaks. It's called Ignorance on Fire, Failing Your Way to Success. If you want to have your life changed in your business, in your relationships, in the way you look at the world of success, you need to pick up Ignorance on Fire. Go to Amazon.com, buy the book, leave a review. I promise you, you're going to love it. Go get it today. Ignorance on Fire by Heath Oaks, Failing Your Way to Success.
0: Ready, aim, fire. Second Shot is back for another round on the Real News Communications
2: Network. Put the gasoline in the Bronco and get it ready because the juice is loose. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Listen, how funny would it be with Ford when they released the new Bronco? Have you seen the concepts for the new Bronco? If they released the new Bronco and had O.J. do the commercial for the Bronco, like how awesome would that be? Would that not be? That would be a great marketing because you know how much that I'm would gonna be think and like no. Like when you buy it, <laughs> the window
0: comes with an O.J. applique that you can put oh my God. <laughs> without a doubt. And use it that in the carpool lane. You
2: can put Al Cowling's uh, in, in right there in the front window, and O.J. in the they back. They should
3: have an O.J. edition Bronco. Yeah, the Simpson edition. It's like it. really fast. The and gets Simpson away. edition. <laughs> <That gets away.
2: laughs> wow. Wow, <laughs> nothing sacred in these within this no. place. I, I think O.J.'s
3: one of those. It's at hundred percent fair game to really f- make fun. I think almost all cultures and all people are okay yeah. with like ragging on OJ. <sighs> Gosh, it's tough. I mean, that,
2: it just, you're right. I agree with you on that. Because I, I, I don't. Care. I think it's one of the very few. Because <laughs> I people don't care. Like, like I heard a lecture <laughs> from Alan Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz, who who is one hundred percent. You know, he was one of OJ's attorneys, and he said about you know the murder trial. He said, "Look, he did it hundred percent. He did it, but." there was there was splatter evidence and stuff that was placed by the police, and we couldn't allow that evidence to stand. Therefore, I justified getting him off on the basis of there was bad evidence because the law doesn't have emotion. And so I went by the letter of the law, and we got him off. And so on the basis of the letter of the law, not emotion, we got him off. But he said there's no question he committed the murder. Now, all of that being said... He didn't go to jail this time for murder. He went to jail for armed robbery and kidnapping. (laughs) And after nine years, he has now been paroled, and he is, in October, going to be a free man.
1: Read the headline. Right. The the headline is, O.J. Simpson granted parole, quote, I've done my time.
2: Yeah.
1: Here's the question I've got looking at this, is how do you decide a punishment that fits the crime? And when is it okay to give somebody a second or a third chance you know, how, do you, how do you decide if somebody does something wrong that, all right, this, this is the proper punishment for this thing. And then once they get to the end of that, is it time to say, all right, well, you've done your time. Here, here you are, or is it okay? Maybe we should step back and reevaluate this. Was this? When, a
3: when Zach, when you ask a question, what is proper? Give me example in a personal aspect, because obviously, oh, I mean, because I'm not a judge or anything to do sure. uh, like a legal stuff. So, are you? What, what are you referring to with with that? Like in a personal, like if somebody does you wrong or impersonally or something?
1: Well, here's the thing. I had a conversation when when OJ got paroled with somebody who said, "Well, you know, he did his time for the crime he had." I'm like, right. And I, I'm an unbiased, I, I should say I'm a biased guy in the way that if I was one of those people in the Nevada parole board, I, I would have said, well, no, of course you can't let him go. Come on. Like, this, this is our chance to yeah. keep this guy locked up for good. But he did, his, he did his time for the crime he had, and therefore they let him go. It was a unanimous decision. So right. how do you step back and look at it from a non-biased perspective and say, well, they, 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 did, they, they did their time? You know, they
3: served their sentence. You know what the best thing that I always do with all that hmm. is I don't care about it. <laughs> I don't I don't about any of that. You know what? And it goes back to a lot of people get hung up in the personal lives when somebody does them wrong in some way they get ate up with, something needs to happen to them, and I need to make some clear and all that. Look, God is the only judge in my life at the end of the day when it comes there. I don't get involved in the judging world because all that does is make me miserable, I don't judge people by their actions, their thoughts, and what they do. It's not up to me. I don't wish bad on any people, even people that have done me wrong. I believe that when, I've, when I got that aspect of my life down where I literally do not judge people and that how much judging can ruin and run your life in so many ways of thinking this person is that. When you really get that escaped out of your mind – Things get so much better for you when you don't care or worry about other people's. Because again, it goes back, what well, goes around comes around. OJ may not have got back then, but then he's an idiot and gets done for something really stupid of stealing mm-hmm. his own stuff. It's even more of a mockery and a joke, yeah. you know, that what he got caught on. And I think that we too many times in today's world spend a lot of our brain power on judging other people and their actions and what they do. And All it does is run our life. Like It's just crazy to me. And when I got out of the judging game, my life got significantly better. It's
2: liberating. But let's go on that headline. He says, I've done my time. At what point in time, and there are people who are listening out there who have done things in their life that they regret that they feel guilty for, their conscience is, is tormenting them. At what point in time do you say to yourself, I'm now going to pardon and parole myself from the things that I did in the past that were wrong, I've done my time. You've suffered enough from it, now let yourself go and move on with life because, I mean, face it, O.J.'s going to get out, and if he's going to be any way the way it was when the trial was over for the murder trial, he's going to go have a party. He's going to go live well, he's his not, life. He, he's he's paroled
3: do for the next nine years, and he's bound yeah. to the house and everything. I mean, yeah. he's still going to be... Yeah. And change. I mean, he's He'll never going to be yeah. able to make what he used to.
2: Yeah, but he's going to celebrate that. I mean, yes, ultimately, sure. he's going to celebrate being out of prison. So so at what point in time do you say to yourself, Person, yeah. I, I'm going to let this go. Mm-hmm. You know, I have some major things that have happened in, in my life and things that I wish I could go back in time and do over again. And sometimes that guilt wants to creep up on me because mm-hmm. it's like, dang, you really messed up on this. You know, and there's still consequences to it. I'm still feeling the consequences. But you know why,
3: it. though, if you think about it, you know why those thoughts creep in our heads? Is because we're judging other people based on things they did or didn't do. Mm-hmm. We're judging somebody that is um, something happened to them and they've moved on from that. And we're judging that they obviously don't care enough because they're not doing this and that. The reason that creeps into your mind is because you're judging others on it. So if you stop judging other yeah. people, yeah. then you free yourself from judgment, knowing that whoever it is is going to judge you ultimately at one point or another. You know, I mean, I think that's really one of the keys is not worrying about whether what punishment for oj was long enough or not you know you you, you can live in and harness it all or you can let it go
0: well yeah. and i thought chad brought up an interesting point earlier you know he was talking about the lawyer who worked on the trial and he said he he removed himself and just looked at it strictly from a Factual. law perspective and not a feelings perspective and i actually had a conversation with some coworkers this week about the same thing uh, you know they were working with a client and They weren't particularly having a great relationship with that client Mm -hmm. and so that was affecting how they were delivering their work and I said you have to remove yourself from that completely like you cannot allow yourself to have an emotional reaction and that affect your work what ultimately you should be concerned about is at the end of the day what's the quality of work you're delivering and do you feel good about that because that's the that you're going to leave behind no, is good what, what you're yeah. putting out. Good example. Sure. I
2: mean, I told you guys, I think in a recent podcast about the guy that that recently wrote my professional bio, he doesn't like me, but he delivered a pretty good bio. He was able to remove himself from how he feels about me because I we don't disagree. not blame him for not liking me. I mean, I don't blame him for <laughs> not liking me either. I mean... I mean I told the guys so much. I, I said, dude, I get on board. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean half the time I don't I'm not a fan. So I you know, but he delivered it he did his work and he did this whole thing. He was able to remove it and through the whole process, guess what? He sort of decided that he might like me a little bit. But I don't care. I, I don't I'm with you on that. I don't judge. Now if you affect me, if you do something that affects me, affects my family, affects my livelihood, whatever, threatens me in some kind of way, okay, well yeah, then I'm going to take a look at your actions and say, hmm. But I may but not want to th- be around that person. Right. Yeah. I'm not
3: saying that yeah. mm-hmm. you you don't have to decide to go eat uh, yeah. dinner and 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 have parties with them. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying that there's people. There's a lot of people I could care to, less to be around, and I yeah. won't make a choice to be around them. Mm-hmm. But I don't judge them. I'm not. Either. I'm not. I just decided that I want to remove myself from them. Yeah.
2: I get accused of that all the time. Oh, you're so judgmental. No, no, I have an opinion about yes. things, and I debate things, but that doesn't mean I'm judging the human. Yeah. I can you know, I can disagree with guys and, and, and folks that and have a debate or a discussion or something like that. I do that all the time. I mean, I, I am a political commentator. I, I'm they pay me to have debates, yeah. yeah. So I have to do this, but I don't just because you have a differing opinion doesn't mean I'm judging you. Absolutely, I don't. I don't have the energy for that. At what, the what end of the day, do? we're
0: all human. We're yeah. all going to have an emotional reaction. But if you can identify how to remove yourself from it and yeah. and identify that hey, I do have that reaction, mm-hmm. and then separate the two between your work and your personal life, that's going to have the most positive effect.
3: Yeah, mm. but but then it's also. Any time you have feelings personally, you a lot of times are the one that that's how you are judging or doing it with others. And so taking that and changing yourself, you'll end up changing your outlook yeah. with, with others as well. Mm-hmm. I've
2: missed Kristen.
3: I, I missed know. you guys. Aww. I'm it's so, so, so good to be She's back. back. Yeah. <laughs> All
2: right, let's take a quick break. That's a good subject. The juice is loose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's take a quick break. We're going to come back to the final and third segment of Second Shot. Hang on.
1: Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of second shot with Chad and Heat still to come.
3: To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you would like to cut your power bill in half tomorrow, go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code WATCHCHAD. I will tell you that I have saved over 65% on my first year using energyogre.com. They do all the work for you, and they save you money at the same time, so you never have to worry about it again. Again, go to energyogre.com, promo code WATCHCHAD, and save some money.
1: Kick off your boots or suit up—the choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot with Chad and Heath on RNCM. I always
2: feel like I don't dress good enough for Zach when I listen to these intros back into the show. You know? like, got y'all. I mean, hey, you can wear your underwear and a T-shirt, or you can put on a custom suit like Heath. <laughs> well, that, yeah, <laughs> whichever the choice is yours. Basically, it's true. I, I mean, I, basically, I, it's a great assessment. Yeah, I feel underdressed every time we do the show because of Heath. Every time he comes in, he know, shows me up. I know. Mm.
3: Well, yeah. Uh, that. I can tell you what I would much rather be mm. in in what you got on. When I when I'm not working, that's what I'm in.
2: Well, I uh I I yeah.
3: I don't I, wear the cowboy hat. The cowboy hat isn't me. I look really dumb in a cowboy hat. Nah, you Maybe got to you have know, really really the right hat. It's oh, all about I've, the fit, right? Look got, how good your I've, hair is though. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when you got God, hair like mine, hair, you got to you got to have it hair. you got to have it showing. Finally, quaffed. Yeah. <laughs> I love <laughs> Even it. Even with yeah. headphones, it looks good. It's yeah. incredible. I love it. I got to give a shout out. This hasn't. This isn't a viewer email. This was a, a, a and I always say viewer, cause I guess now I can kind of. You kind of can, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, listener, uh, deal. the guy called me, that I know, Kendrick Brooks. and am shout out. And he called me. He says, Chad, he goes, I always listen to y'all's podcast when I work out and stuff. And he goes, last night, I had one of my managers. We got into a big blow up fight. Like we were absolutely 100% not seeing that eye on anything and, oh, wow. and by the time we went to bed and stuff he goes it was like bad together was, yeah they, well no I mean they were on the phone <laughs> and they were on the phone with each other and had big disagreements he goes none of us were seeing each other's side of anything and he goes mm. and it was really bad like mm-hmm. like it was not good and he goes the next morning I got out to work out and I played you know, a show and I heard the one about the, you know, mm-hmm. the prefrontal you yeah. know prefrontal cortex and you're talking about taking the emotion out and he goes and it hit me he goes oh my god that's exactly what we were doing we were so mo-. and he goes um i sent that to him then i caught and i reflected on it realized what i was wrong caught him t- told him i apologized yeah. that it he goes we he told me you know he realized his things and he goes we've moved on he goes that was one of those things he goes i've told my wife my sister all yeah. these people he goes because it makes so much sense now remove the emotion that when it happens and so want to give him a shout out because i think that was awesome to know that you know he obviously that's good feedback he thought that i mean it, it he said it's changed it it's helped him dramatically you
2: gotta remove the emotion It makes i mean it's hard yep hard. It,
3: no it's not but once you do have the knowledge it's easier
2: yeah, I wish I was drinking one of these right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Scotch, people. It's a monster energy drink. I'll hold it monster up for the camera if you're watching drink. on YouTube. By the yeah. way, you can watch these episodes now on the YouTube. Yeah, I kind of like it. I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, the, the tube. I enjoy it. Yeah, I think, tube. I think, Shut I think, up, I think. Zach. Don't be negative. No, 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 no. no. I, you I just think so Move the emotion, you have man. To put the camera I, you, on you know,
1: I think video killed the radio star. I truly believe that. But yeah. I also oh, see the value doing YouTube. So what can I say, hey, this is this is my bread and butter podcasting. We got a listener email this week. I want to talk about. Uh, it's about Heath Oaks.
2: Come on.
3: Our wonderful, yeah, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, here it
1: is.
2: <laughs> I,
3: I had and, to get, yeah, and so we, we take listener emails here, and so we need more. SecondShotCast at com. Send us any questions or anything you've got. All right, so here it is. I had the privilege of coaching Heath when he was a
1: senior in high school. Senior coach, I've never seen someone so determined. Heath tore his shoulder about halfway through the football season, but he refused to quit. He kept pushing through and played the rest of the season. I remember seeing Heath come off the f- football field after the last game; and he could barely lift, lift up his arm. There's a little more to this, but real quick, Heath, is that true?
3: Oh yeah, the, I tore it all, shattered it. And I never heard that story. I wasn't that good. Like I, I'm a, I wasn't a very talented person. Like I wasn't. I, like I wanted to play extremely bad. Yeah. Uh, but I, I didn't have the God given athlete. I was the slowest on the field i mean it was bad like, if I, I was
0: your mother i would be furious yeah, yeah.
3: well they, they didn't know exactly how bad it was because i knew if I, I knew it was jacked up so i knew if i went to the doctor that they, they would tell me i couldn't play i mean coach Sibley and them they i mean they pop it back in place eight nine ten times a game a game that's nuts no.
0: <laughs> that is not right yeah. yeah
3: we were a small school we didn't have a whole lot of people to be playing so yeah. i knew if i wasn't then then it would it would not matter teammates. what's imp- more yep.
0: important your livelihood or your football game
3: it was a blast the game Listen, they don't mess around in
1: Tyler, Texas, between slapping the bag and football. Yeah, slapping the bag, it. dude. That I'm not going to let it go. Keeps coming I know, back, yeah. Nah. I'm going to keep that coming around. Uh, the rest of it. I've attached an article uh, titled Coaching Up a Storm from the Dallas Morning News that ran back in November 2005. The article is an exclusive look into the athletic director, head football coach, uh, that I worked for and Heath played for uh, at his school, his, his school district. Uh, the subtitle is, uh, head coach has turned a succession of small-town football team into winners, but at what cost? And there are lots of leadership lessons to be learned there. Lessons on not not to do. Now here's what's interesting. I, I missed the part that this was Heath's coach. I read the article. It's pretty fascinating. It's a look into a small town coach who 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 really was doing some things to
3: win. And I want to see Heath this 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 person was your coach. What do you think? Yeah, I think the headline too in general, which is what it takes, you know, there's a lot of times that what are we giving up and at what cost that, that it can cost. You mm-hmm. know, I'll tell you Coach Sibley was at that time, we, we, did have, we, we did not have great leadership at all there, and um, it was a struggle for a lot of people to go through. I mean, obviously, in, in Carlisle, Texas, where I went to school at, way out mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere, the, the Dallas Morning Telegraph did a massive article um, on this guy. So, obviously, there was a lot of years in many schools that had been under his reign that did not go well, and so they mm-hmm. did a pretty big deal <clears> with it. There was only about two or three coaches even left to be there even that early in the football season Coach Sibley was one that stayed, and I will say that he was one of the guys that had extremely strong integrity, character. He was a a family guy, loved his – like, he was the epitome of what – you would want your kids Mm -hmm. to be around him as your coach. Like, if he was your kid's coach, you would want him to be around. He was an example. He was always doing it Right. And I look back and I used to wonder why he stayed, you know, why he didn't quit when everybody else quit, you know, and he stayed there under that because this head coach belittled everybody in front of people. It was not a good situation. And I look back and believe, you know, Coach Sibley stayed there because he knew if he was gone that that lied there for kids that we were mm-hmm. wouldn't have anything positive to, to look at. And <laughs> this coach was one of those that, you know, he, he can't even coach in the state of Texas any longer. Um, he's barred from that, and I'm pretty really? sure he can never get a job ever again. Hmm. It, it, having Coach Sibley there, to being somebody that wasn't, you know, such a high character guy, and sticking it out through what he stuck it out. You know, I, I didn't, ref, I didn't really think about it much till he sent that email. Did I reflect back on really how tough that was for him to probably be there, mm-hmm. um, and stick through that, and, and doing it for us? And so, you know, I sh- huge shout out for him. And I look back, and you look at the headline. He turned some small – this other guy, this head coach – I'm not even going to say his name because I don't want to give him the notoriety Mm -hmm. at all. So this head coach had been to 17 different schools in 19 years, if that tells you anything about what it was. And when he left, they sued all of them, and nobody could ever give bad recommendations. So our school was so down on our luck and wanted to win so bad, he at one point was Reebok Coach of the Year in the state of Texas, Mm. okay? And so wanted to win so bad, they overlooked – All the red flags, even though – because nobody could give a bad thing. But if you look at it, 17 schools, 19 years, they overlooked all red flags to win, and it ended up costing them a tremendous amount because he only lasted, I'm going to say, 18 months before he walked off our last high school football game, the last game of that, and now I've never seen him since Hmm. or heard from him or anything. Mysteries. So what do you – I mean, thinking about that, how many times have you seen anybody and and companies that want to win at all costs that they overlook – all of the red flags, because they say I want to win.
2: Well, there's there's a few. There's Enron and
3: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there, there's there historically speaking. There's there's been a couple of them. And
3: personally too, though, and this is something you probably have to battle, right? Like like I, how much do you go for what you're going for, and at what point do you like? And you know, how can we put something in our brains to help us not cross the threshold that we mm-hmm. end up giving up all of the things that are important—our wives, our kids our personal relationships for one thing we're trying to succeed. And somebody like you being pulled in all the directions, I'm sure you have to have that Mm -hmm. mental battle at times to think, you know, where you're balancing that, but I don't know what that is.
2: Well, for me, first of all, all the things that come at me now at the age of 44, I could not have handled at the age of 24. Yeah. So maturity helps, a little bit of wisdom and having failed and had some experiences that have helped and all that. But, no, I could be much further along quote unquote in the eyes of the world's success with money and notoriety and things like that if i were willing to sacrifice some morals and some values and some things but i have learned that no if if it's not me if it it, i i gauge everything by peace what's in my soul if if if, if i have a bad feeling about it there's just not there's like no peace about something i'm out
3: and don't you think everybody has that? I think when the people that everybody lie— Everybody should have that. I think they lie yeah. if they say, oh, I didn't realize I was going off that bad. Yeah, you yeah. did. You knew something in your gut said. "Yeah." You know, this is getting to a point where—because I believe in winning, and I believe the quote that <laughs> Vince Lombardi had, which is, winning is not everything, it's the only yeah. thing. And he said at one time that he regrets saying it only because people took it out of context. Because what he meant was— It's the only thing you should be shooting for. He goes, you know, when we come off the field, if we gave everything we had and we lost on that scoreboard, but I knew everybody gave it all they had, we were still one. But we went out there to win. We didn't go out there to lose. So it's like playing to win versus um, saying that I'm going to give – and shoot everybody on the way yeah. to the top you know that's not what he's saying
2: right and, and here's another thing to all those points and this kind of wraps it back up when we were talking about in the other thing about judging people let's say i have no peace about a certain situation but kristen does have peace about and she's she says okay yeah i'm gonna chase that but i look at her and i'm like mm-hmm say i judge her because i'm thinking no she shouldn't do that because that's, that's wrong. not yours well it's not it's not anything that's immoral or illegal or anything like i just didn't have a peace about it but i don't have the right to judge her Based when she does have the peace about True. it. Rich, and so like a lot that. of times people look at that and they say, Oh well that person, you know how he got successful? Well he didn't get successful by doing it that you know, anything wrong. Yep. It might have been wrong for you. Yep. And it violated your conscience, but it didn't violate theirs. But that's so why you you're not doing
3: it. it, and you're not them, so yeah, don't worry about exactly.
2: it. Exactly. So let it go. <laughs> let it go. All I right, have a sorry. feeling
3: that that song is going to be <laughs> yeah. something in my life in the very <laughs> in short oh, very very couple of years. Oh, that, you know I've never even watched that. Oh, Bruh. no. <laughs> no, no. But I have a feeling with my daughter now that in short amount of time that I'm going to be getting all of the, oh, what's the princess so name? So what's her name? So
2: much uh, to get caught
3: up on. The Let It Go Girl. Elsa. Elsa. There we go. Zach. Out of everybody here at this table, Zach is the one who knew the Princess. I went to film school, all right. I'm a that's, refined that's cinema. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No,
2: what color are your panties? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Thankfully
0: <laughs> I have a boy. I don't have to worry about
3: that. Yeah. He may still like that show. Everybody right. loves he that could, show. He could like Frozen. I don't know any kid who doesn't like that show. Boy, mm-hmm. girl, whatever. Like, Frozen was that thing that took everybody by storm. I wish I would have been in on making that film. I
2: watched it and cried. Shut up. <laughs> Tighter, my panties. All right, so we're going to get out of here. Heath Workman, we we'll find you, brother.
3: At Heath Oaks on Twitter, ignorance on fire. Google that or at heathoaks.com, but um, also Second shotcast at gmail.com. Shoot us an um, email, any questions you may have. And, hey, also, guys, remember, leave us a review. Mm-hmm. Share this podcast. If this helped you, share this on your social media. Share it with your friends, and uh, we appreciate you.
2: And go to watchchat.com, See my schedule. Find me at an upcoming show. I'm going to be in Naples, Florida, Sarasota, Florida, Everett, Washington, San Antonio, Texas. Oh, I'm all over the place. You Just are. come to a show. I'm right here in Fort Worth. <laughs> Kristen's going to come to that. Absolutely. We're in the hubs. Looking They're forward coming. to it. All right. Uh, we love you guys. Yeah, and thank you for tuning in. Send us some emails. Let's hear. And you know what? Just thank you for listening. We appreciate it for another episode of Second Shot and Heath Oaks. We're out of here. RNCN, the digital destination for premium talk radio.